he really got me. You know, I think it's because he was gay. Got the nuances more. get me a gay mickey gotta get a gay hello and welcome to another episode of in the details a celebration of nuance where each episode i queen out on all of the acting choices micro moments and magic in the minutiae that make a scene great my name is colin drucker your name is barbara bell gettys and we have arrived at what is every year my absolute favorite episode of In the Details, The Nuances, which of course is my annual look back on my year's episodes and plucking out the the top five nuances that I that I queened out about and giving them some love. But also, you know, but also a reward. But also scattering in some honorable mentions. Uh, this year we're gonna be adding more features than I've ever had in the nuances before. This is my third nuances. I get more ambitious every year. So we're also going to be looking back at some Hall of Fame nuances from over the years that have uh, come up in conversation this year and give them some love. And if you liked musical breaks from the last two nuances, well, boy, are you in luck because there are more musical breaks this year. Uh, I will not be playing the theme song from Blood Rage, which is typically what I play when I do a musical break in the nuances. But, you know... There's only so much I can run a joke into the ground before, you know, I've essentially, you know, buried it completely. So I am moving on to new jokes to ruin. And so, uh, yeah, we've got a packed show this evening, this morning, this afternoon, whenever you're listening to it, uh, to this. And I'm so excited. I, uh, you know, I was like kind of doing my production of this episode and, um, taking the votes and when I say the votes I mean my votes because I'm not doing maybe what other podcasts do where they you know they reach out to their listeners and say you tell me what were the best nuances of the year and then you compile the votes and then there's the suspense of did mine win and where did it rank and everybody tunes in um instead no this is this continues to be a a one-man operation uh, I, I worry if I am tiptoeing on the line of narcissism, but what I try to remember is I'm not, I'm not celebrating my best moments. I'm celebrating the best moments that I picked out. So what can I say? Uh, anyway, uh, I'm excited to get into this. I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do a whole big opening spiel about how challenging 2020 was. I, I don't think anyone is here to hear me pontificate about the world this is just a silly little podcast where I talk about stuff that I think is is exciting and funny and weird and interesting and um, essentially kind of ask, you know, what about you? Do you think this is funny? Do you think this is interesting? Do you think this is weird? Drop me an email at inthedetailspod at gmail.com. You know, like that's really all this is. And so if anything, this podcast has certainly been an escape, you know, uh, or a distraction or something to put all of my energy towards instead of putting it towards my doom scrolling thumb, which is just like arthritic at this point. So, uh, you know, I, I, I guess I would just say the disclaimer that probably so many people who were, you know, being creative or trying to be creative in the past year would give that, you know, 
I had this idea that, oh, if we're all going to be living in lockdown, like, oh, I'm going to have all this time to create and I'm going to put out so many episodes and I'm going to finish Cherishing Valerie because people keep asking about it. Don't worry. It's coming. Like, and I don't just mean like, oh, it's coming. Those stimulus checks are coming. Uh, it's like, no. Uh, stick around. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about it at the end of the episode. But, you know, I had all those intentions and, and then... Um, my mental health cut in and said, you know, may I have this dance <laughs> for the rest of your year? And, uh, you know, and, and it was, you know, trying to keep up with All Right Mary and Best Supporting Podcast and my day job and, you know, my cat, you know. Uh, so I felt like, oh, you know, I didn't put out as much in the details as I wanted to this year. But if you're listening to this right now, thank you. Uh, thank you for... Uh, co-signing this little fantasy of me queening out on details and nuances and acting choices and to all the folks who've emailed me and tweeted and and um, just you know really validated this experience and have you know really encouraged me to to stick with this more because it's it in the details is this little project I feel like I I mostly do by myself you know like I've had guests on and we're, we're going to celebrate those guests today but for the most part, like it's unlike my other podcasts, you know, this is uh, this is just me kind of coming up with things that I want to talk about and clean out about and putting together these little these little projects and, you know, pulling all these audio clips. And, you know, it, it, it is it's like this little project. And I, it's a it, it's definitely like it's been a very special part of my life doing this. So not to get too heavy on an episode called The Nuances for for Chris sakes, like. You know, read the room, girl. Read the auditorium. Well, no, this is a this is a socially distanced awards event. Of course, we're doing it all virtually. So, you know, everyone is going to be sitting at, sitting at home like Glenn Close in their Montana home with their with their dogs, just waiting for their nuances. So, anyway, uh, let's move on. Let's get into it. And so now, this evening, as I as I teased, we're going to have some musical breaks. Some musical interludes, some transitions, and all of these transitions are songs that were featured on my episode, uh, This Song Can't Get Its Shit Together, which is just a bunch of music that I found that just is over the top and at a 27, and I thought, well, wouldn't that be really fun to be transitional music in this weird made-up award show that I've created called The Nuances? So that's what we're going to do. So let's get into it and let's kick things off with a classic with the theme song from uh, a moment in cinema best forgotten except for this theme song. And that is, of course, the theme song to Emmanuel in America. Well, to kick things off this episode, we're actually going to start with an ending. We're going to begin at the end, and that is, uh, in particular, one of my favorite movie endings, probably in my top two, top three. Uh, de definitely just like if somebody said, what movie ending do you love? And I couldn't think of anything else. I would just scream out, the ending to Carrie. 
And so that is what we're going to first highlight before we get any further in this in this award show. Uh, I, th- I think I've been talking about the ending to Carrie since the beginning of this episode. It probably came up in the first episode, but it was featured this year or last year in 2020 in episode 40, which was five bonkers movie endings. Naturally, of course, it would be in the movie endings episode. I uh, I have said so much about the ending to Carrie. It's obviously, you know, the challenge, you know, with or the, the unique opportunity with this podcast is that um, many of these things are certainly visual and I'm giving you the audio version of. But the audio is kind of what I love about the ending of Carrie. I mean, if you haven't seen it, what you need to know, what you need to do is go watch it. I think if you haven't seen the ending of Carrie, me trying to describe it and then playing the audio shouldn't be your first impression. Um, It just wouldn't be fair. So pause this episode, go watch it, come back. Okay, great. Now that you've watched it. So the audio is really, though, is what I love. I love the Pino Donaggio score. I love the, you know, Sue Snell. I love Amy Irving and uh, her her real-life mother that I always want to say is Priscilla Barnes, but it's Priscilla Pointer. I don't know why I have both of those in the catalog and why they're on the wrong pages. But, you know, the, one of the nuances that I always love to call out about this ending is that at one point, um, which they've dubbed over, but I think if you watch closely and you watch her lips, you can see Priscilla Pointer, instead of saying, you know, calm down, Sue, 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 it's okay, which is, of course, the character's name. At one point, she says Amy, and I, I just love that the sort of, you know, it got too real for her. I don't know. I love that she slipped and called her Amy in that really intense moment, which we're going to listen to right now. Um, kick things off on a really high note. This is, of course... As I just told you all, and it bears repeating, this is the ending to the movie, the original Carrie. A Hall of Fame nuance. Well, while we're on the, this this spooky note and we're talking about endings and music and endings, I think it makes sense that this might be where we talk about our first honorable mention, which, of course, the votes were tabulated and didn't make the list but needed to be mentioned. It is, of course, the music from the last two minutes of Lunch Meat, from the episode The Last Two Minutes of Lunch Meat. Which, you know, I wouldn't blame you if you hadn't listened to that episode. I don't I don't think anyone—I don't think I expected anyone to. I think if you did and you enjoyed it, I would love for you to drop me a line at inthedetailspod at gmail.com and tell me about your experience with Lunch Meat, or at least just listening to that episode. Because um, it should have been a lost episode. What a weird topic. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Lunch Meat is this, like— really like minor micro budget not to be confused with micro moment micro budget horror movie from like 1987 it's essentially a texas chainsaw massacre ripoff but there's something about the ending there's something about 
the music. There's something about the, you know, just this, the way that it all plays out. Of course, if you're curious about what I'm talking about, then you haven't listened to the lunch meat episode. Go listen to the lunch meat episode. It's so hard to sell lunch meat, but uh, I, I, I'm i just continually fascinated by this movie and by this ending. And so we're going to play here, not to be confused with the indomitable masterpiece of the ending of Carrie. Here is some of the ending music to lunch meat. Our first honorable mention here at the Nuances. Well, now that we've gotten that first course of bologna out of the way, let's take a moment to appreciate the guests who joined me in the details in 2020. There were just four this year, um, three of them returning guests. So Jonathan came back to the podcast this year to talk about Troop Zero with me. And Leanne came back to the podcast this year to talk about hysterical blindness with me. And, of course, uh, Nick Kuchanov, who you may know from... I don't know why he's the only one who gets a last name in this, but some people are just first name, last name folks, you know? So um, the, the Sally Field of In the Details, Nick Kuchanov uh, came back to talk about the, the post-show documentary, um, Best Wishes, Warmest... Best Wishes, Warm Regards. I, I'm never going to get that title right. But our uh, Tearful Goodbye to Shit's Creek episode... Uh, and of course, then a longtime listener and really who's responsible for my awareness and subsequent appreciation of Barbara Harris, Craig joined me on an episode to talk about the North Avenue Irregulars. So all four episodes were a delight and um, all four of them are a delight. And I uh, am so grateful they all came to chat with me this year and I hope to have them all back in 2021. So uh, here is a very... Uh, dramatic montage that I put together of some fine moments I had with all four of them. It's sort of an homage to, I think I talked about this in my channeling my inner Brenda Vaccaro episode, but these YouTube compilations that I love of, you know, best supporting actress winners and nominees um, throughout the years. And it's all set to, you know, music from the piano or the hours. And so this is um, in homage to that, in homage to those compilations, here is a very melodramatic look back at the guests of In the Details on 2020. On 2020, when my Barbara Walters in 2020. What, what do we yeah. call this? A documentary? A feature? A behind the scenes? A special? I've been, I've been struggling with that. I'm yeah. like calling it a documentary. I feel like I'm being too haughty. I'm, I'm playing the grand dame, you know? But <laughs> <laughs> It was trite, actually. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Little Anne Claire was little Jonathan Foster. Yes. That was, like, that was my child drag. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could see... Um, 
clutching the crucifix. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the cross necklaces, yeah. the, the yeah. praying, the being nervous to go knocking on doors. Oh. Technically, the play was based in Avenel. So, no. like, what? what yeah, so Woodbridge area, right? Oh. So like that's kind of your area. I grew up in Rawhead. So yeah, yeah, because you're you're like a Menlo Park Mall guy. I'm a Garden State Plaza person. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Yes. This was a Disney movie that actually I remember seeing when I was nine or ten, and then it started showing up on cable. And it's one of these movies that is instantly quotable, recognizable, rewatchable. These days, memeable for me, gifable for me, and so. Barbara Harris was front and center of that, and it was from there that I started learning more and more about her. And she is the one who says, you know, the Troop Zero, which I didn't realize was a number right. until today. That's, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. You could just tell that you know, I feel like the director was like, okay, just like say like 10 lines, and we'll just pick mm-hmm. pick the good ones. This nosy busybody is waiting for the bus reading a book. She looks like a librarian, I think is what we're supposed to think. She comes up, like, you can't talk to a child like this. Virginia Capers turns around and goes, butt out, lady. I just like, I still say that today. And what we know of what her mother's told her is that she's aloof. Yeah, aloof. I'm, which is I'm aloof. weird. Yeah, it's like, um, big words, Deb. Big words. Big words, Deb. There's a line at the beginning where he's like, For the, I, there hasn't been a day in the last six years that I haven't thought about this show. It seems like a lot of work. Um, yeah. And even on a smaller scale, especially when you are a little bit scrappy. Um, it just made me want to go out and create something. It made me want to like write something or just uh, do something creative. I was like, yeah, if they can do it, I can do it. Well, that was sufficiently ridiculous, but I hope that doesn't undermine how much I enjoyed having all four of them on this last year. So uh, speaking of things that I've enjoyed, not just in 2020, but for so much of my life, it is time for us to celebrate another Hall of Famer on this podcast. This is someone who I brought up in episode 51, Good Grief, and I brought her up purely so that I could bring her up again on the nuances, as if I needed a reason, as if I needed permission, lest we forget, it's just me, you know, it's just this one band, man band, I am the cymbals, I am the drums, I am the flute. And so, uh, that being said, I'm of course talking about, take a drink folks, no, not Tony Collette and Hereditary, but close, Joe Beth Williams and Poltergeist. So we are going to celebrate a couple moments here with Joe Beth Williams and Poltergeist, who, of course, uh, has been a nuancey nominee, has been the focus of um, Poltergeist and the Power of Moms on this podcast, was celebrated on Best Supporting Podcast with Nick when we did the BSAs of Poltergeist. Um, if we haven't done Poltergeist yet on All Right, Mary, it's only a matter of time. So this is really just a requisite reminder that Joe Beth Williams is so good in Poltergeist and should have gotten an Oscar nomination, should have gotten any nomination, should have just should just get appreciated for this performance. And so we're going to highlight two lovely moments from when they are contacting Carol Ann on the other side. And um, Joe Beth's got that beautiful purple sweater on with the scarf. It's that look. Oh, my God, she looks fabulous. So here is this first great moment of her connecting with Carol Ann. Hello, baby. 
Can you see me? Can you see mommy? We're home, baby, we're home. Can you find me? Can you find a way home to us, baby? Stay away from the light. Maybe it's a way out. It is a way out, but not good. Tell that quickly. Carol Ann, Carol Ann, just stay away from the light. Carol Ann. This is sweetheart. This is stay away from the light. The light is dangerous. Don't go near it. Don't even look at the light. Doctor Lesh, I don't believe. You know what's great about that is we even get a little bonus Beatrice Strait in there. So I mean, just the 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 jam packing in that this episode has of 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 hall of famers, but let us not go any further that it also talking about this moment later in the scene when Carol Ann passes through Diane's soul. And it's one of my favorite acting choices from a movie full of acting choices that are so high on my list, but it is this great moment with Diane that makes Joe Beth Williams, another hall of famer when it comes to in the details and nuances and, my catalog and and whatever that's worth, you know. She just moved through me. My God, I felt her. I can smell her. It's her. It's her. Smell my clothes. It's her. She's all over me. It's her. She's all over me. It's her. I felt her. It is her. It's her. It is. It's it is. It's my baby. It's my baby. She went through my soul. (laughs) Well, I guess while while we're on the theme of of you know, the other side and, and the dead or, or whatever, um, making a transition out of this. Uh, I, this is a moment for us to, uh, have a quick in memoriam to two celebrated nuances from 2020 that are no longer with us, who are no longer with us. Um, and that of course is the legendary Olivia de Havilland and the legendary Daria Nicolodi. So Olivia de Havilland of course was featured in, my episode on Lady in a Cage, I Am Trapped in Small Private Elevator. That movie to me, when I look back, is is when I think of 2020 and when I think of an allegory for this year, um, I think of Lady in a Cage. I think it, it's not that there's some one-to-one comparison, but there's just something about the energy of that movie and what happens in it and the chaos of it and the melodrama of it where I'm like, yeah, that about... That about sums it up. Like the state that Olivia de Havilland is in by the end of that movie, really, uh, I identified with that deeply by the end of last year. So, uh, so here is, of course, uh, one of my favorite moments from Lady in a Cage, which features the infamous line of "I am trapped in small private elevator." And then Daria Nicolodi, among other things, including her uh, meaningful contribution to the 
the script and the story for Suspiria uh, was also featured in one of the Five Bonkers movie endings from the beginning of this year from the movie Tenebrae. Now, I feel like because the ending is just her um, screaming over and over and over into the credits, and that feels like a strange way to commemorate someone who's passed away. Um, I don't know how much more um, touching a tribute it is to, for Olivia de Havilland to quote her being trapped in a small private elevator at, uh, on Lane Co Street. But in lieu of playing a clip of Daria Nicolodi screaming, why don't we merge this with our next musical break, which of course is uh, the main theme from Tenebrae itself. And so as a tribute to Daria Nicolodi and as our next musical break, another song featured from the this, this song Can't Get It Shit Together episode, here is the main theme from Tenebrae. While we're on the topic of Lady in a Cage, that does bring us to our other honorable mention this year. Uh, that is, of course, Olivia de Havilland's co-star, uh, practically stole the show, the BSA of Lady in a Cage. That is, of course, Anne Southern uh, and her fabulous delivery of the line that I'm a hustler. I'm just a hustler. Uh, it, I just I'm, I just love it. I love it. And um I don't think I can give you any more context than that. If you haven't seen Lady in a Cage, let the aforementioned quote and this one be your entry points. So congratulations, legendary Anne Southern, for your honorable mention here at the Nuances this year. I'm just a hustler. I ain't even a user. I'm just a hustler. (laughs) We are getting so close to the actual nominees for the Nuances this year. But before we get there, we have one more Hall of Famer that we have to talk about. Uh, It it wouldn't be an episode of In the Details if I did not mention, again, a queen, Miss Brenda Vaccaro, who not only got a title episode channeling my inner Brenda Vaccaro this year, but came up often in my discussion of the Golden Girls because she has an infamous quote from the Golden Golden Girls. I'm going to keep that in. Golden Girls. Uh, that I uh, I need to I need to play right now. What I and it's and it's a great moment. It's it's sort of a sad moment, right? Because it's one of it's one of Sophia's best acting moments. It's when uh, it's when her son Phil dies, and uh, Brenda Vaccaro plays Angela, her daughter-in-law. And Phil used to wear women's clothing, and Angela, you know, Sophia saw a sort of uh, aiding and abetting in that. And, and there's this moment here, you know, after the funeral and after they've been feuding where Sophia finally admits like what it is, what she's struggling with. And uh, again, for Estelle Getty, one of her best moments in the show, but it also leads us to one of my favorite lines from the Golden Girls and from Brenda Vaccaro. So you'll know it when you hear it. I did love him. 
He was my son, my little boy. But every time I saw him, I always wondered what I did, what I said. When was the day that I did whatever I did to make him the way he was? What he was, Sophia, was a good man. My baby is gone. Oh, Sophia. What he was, Sophia, was a good man. Ah, put that on a tote bag. Put that on a sheet cake so you can eat it. Ah, well, all right. If we're going to talk about Brenda Vaccaro... We can't, we can't not, we can't not give her her due. I don't know if you know this. I've mentioned this before, but I play this clip at the very end of every episode of In the Details. So for the two and a half people that have heard this before, uh, this one's for you. But this is, of course, a primo Brenda Vaccaro moment from Supergirl. It's primo. <laughs> Whose uncle says that? I think I'll be going if you'll excuse me. what i said i'm staying i'm staying the moment is right around the corner we get to our first nominations for the nuances but before we go any further we need to take a musical break this would be sort of one of those cigarette breaks that a host may take i won't take you know i might just you know uh see if any see if there's an orangina backstage that i could put on ice for a few minutes uh, but before we finally get into the nuances, I want to feature again a, a piece of music that I played at the end of the Good Grief episode, episode 51, to kind of bring us out of some from some sadder nuances that I cleaned out about that week. And this is this extended ending to ABBA's song, Chickadita, that I am obsessed with. If you don't know that song... I don't know how to help you. Well, I do. You just go, you just go to Spotify, go to YouTube, and you know, um, call macaroni. But the thing about this song is the ending is this like this piano moment, this big musical moment that I always want to go on longer than it does. And alas, other people agree. And so I found on YouTube, you know, uh, there's a two minute version, there's a ten minute version. I'm not gonna play two minutes or ten minutes. Um, but just a little, just a little joyous ABBA to bring us into the nuances of 2020. I honestly feel like that is like the musical version of a hit of poppers. I just am obsessed. So now that we are refreshed and <laughs> opened up, we can move on to the nominations, the nuances, the top five of my year. And of course, 
don't forget that that you know after the after the winner is announced, there is still one more announcement to be made after that. Not only my my promised announcement about cherishing Valerie, but there is of course an an annual award given out every year, and that's why we call it annual. But it is the Beatrice Strait Award for Excellence in Nuance. Previous winners include Let's Scare Jessica to Death star Zora Lampert. Uh, you may also know her from her Goya Beans commercial. Uh, and of course, last year, the winner was was Barbara Harris, who we just talked about earlier in this episode a little bit. Um, so that this is some some pretty esteemed company to be in. This is uh, this is a big deal. So I'm very excited to announce at the end our third inductee into the Hall of Fame, into the Beatrice Strait Hall of Fame. Uh, but let's not get ahead of ourselves because we need to get to our finally our first nuancey of the evening. Uh, can you believe it? So the the first nuance, number five, is of course, I keep saying of course, but it's an of course to me, because I'm like, of course, because of course, because I wrote it down. So that's of course who this is at this point. So apologies for all the of courses. Of course, I'm very sorry. But the number five, I, <laughs> the number five nuance is Paul Apprentice as Bobby Marco in The Stepford Wives who I discussed in my episode, episode 55, The Stepford Best Friend. Uh, in particular, I love the scene when Bobby meets Joanna, who's new to Stepford. Uh, you may be familiar with The Stepford Wives. Uh, if you're not, you should go listen to The Stepford Best Friend. That would be a fun introduction. But I love when they first meet and they go back to Joanna's house and we get this great moment of Bobby surveying uh, Joanna's kitchen and and queening out about how it's as messy as hers or close to it. And it's just this wonderful connection that they make, this really great moment between the two of them. And of course, it includes my one of my favorite lines from The Stepford Wives, that you know, which is in every trailer for The Stepford Wives. And that's Paul Apprentice as Bobby holding a glass of scotch and saying, not to mention that creepy men's association. So uh, congratulations, Paul Apprentice. Welcome to the list. Uh, welcome to the nuances. We'll now give you your moment in the sun. This is Paul Apprentice as Bobby in Joanna's kitchen saying hello to the high sea. Oh, a messy kitchen. It's beautiful. A home away from home. Oh, my. Of course, it doesn't compare to mine. You haven't got any of those magnificent peanut butter handprints all over your cabinets yet. But then you're new here, and Stepford wasn't ruined in a day. Hello, high C. Hey, you want a ring ding? I smuggled it over the border. What year is it? 59, a collector's item. Be great with scotch. Yeah. Two things I always carry, tampacks and ring dings. And I don't even want to think what that means. I'll tell you. Thanks. I can't figure out this burg. It's like maids have been declared illegal and the housewife with the neatest place gets Robert Redford for Christmas. And believe me, if that's the prize, I'd enter, but nobody will tell what the contest rules are. Cheers. Cheers. Not to mention that creepy men's association. Yours, too? Every night. <laughs> they wouldn't miss. What do you think they do up there? Watch dirty movies and reminisce about the good old days. What good old days? Like those good old days when Playboy used the airbrush. Ring dings and scotch, great combination. We may have started something. Oh, I'll drink to that. Cheers. Totally disgusting. <laughs> don't you like it? I don't know which one I like the best. You're very honest. That's what I like about you. It's awful. 
Ugh, I love that performance. I love I love a woman who's got tan packs and ring dings in her purse. God bless Bobby. Um, one of my favorite sidekicks in a movie. So, uh, and, and special mention, of course, to Catherine Ross as well, who's fabulous in The Stepford Best Friend and gets a lot of love and appreciation in that episode as well, if you want to hear that. So that brings us, of course, there's that of course again, of course. That brings us to number four, uh, which is a a rare moment on In the Details where I celebrated a musical. And that, of course, was my episode on Company, which I did around my 35th birthday and thus called on my Bobby Baby 35th birthday. I, I if if you want to hear all my feelings on Company, because if I start, I'm not going to stop. And we've we've got a lot of nuances to get to. Definitely go back and listen to that episode. But... One of the nuances that I love the most from Company, and this was a hard choice, but I love the song uh, Poor Baby. And I love that it it starts as these individual parts from three different women in the show. And then, you know, this this sort of chorus of female characters in the show um, builds and grows and overlaps. And it's listening to their voices kind of weave this this pattern. It's so amazing and hypnotic and funny you know there's Elaine Stritch in there because I think by the end there's like five of them Elaine Stritch is in there like it's really just a beautiful funny clever moment and uh in my in my burgeoning discovery of musical theater that I connect with and of course this appreciation for Stephen Sondheim because you know uh it was only a matter of time before I got on that bandwagon uh my number four nuance is this moment from Poor Baby in Company Robert Robert Angel Bobby Honey You know no one wants you to be happy more than I do No one But isn't she a little bit Will you know You know Face it No one wants you to be happy more than I do Better No one no But isn't she a little bit Will you know You know Better No one wants you to I know what you must be thinking with titans like that, like Company and the Stepford Wives and Paula Prentice and Elaine Stritch only at five and four, who could possibly be the top three nuances of 2020? I mean, like, this is a, this is a tight year. This is competition. And I can't wait to let you know. I can't wait for us all to discover who's in the top three. But first, we have our final musical break. Um, I hope you're enjoying these musical breaks. I hope you're not like, oh, for God's sake, just get to it. Because, like, that's not the point of this episode. So we're going to get to it. But the last musical break I want to feature is 
is the song that inspired the title of the episode, This Song Can't Get Its Shit Together. And that is from the movie Inferno. And it is uh, Matter Tenebrarum by Keith Eberson. And it's so over the top and so ridiculous. It is the Tony Collette and Hereditary of songs. And so we have to feature it. And so as our final musical break, uh, building up the tension and the drama before we get to our top three nuances and our Beatrice Strait Award for Excellence in Nuance, here is Mater Tenebrarum. <laughs> Just rolls off the tongue. Well, that brings us to our number three spot. And the reality is I couldn't choose. The number three spot we are calling this year the golden spot. And that is because there were two golden girls this year that I queened out on. There was Rose Nyland in Rose's Last Birthday, that amazing solo scene that she has uh, in her last birthday in St. Olaf talking to Charlie, Charlie's ghost, I suppose. And then the Blanche Devereaux episode in which I covered a series of nuances from Blanche that I love. It's between, between the two of them, between all of the moments that I could even choose from them, it was just too much. It was, it was way too much. And so I decided, let's just make everybody a winner. And so the number three nuance of 2020 is both Blanche Devereaux and Rose Nyland, both Rue McClanahan and Betty White, uh, and we'll feature a moment of each of them that I think highlights their brilliance in the in the Golden Girls. Uh, let's start with because it's you know a sadder moment. Let's start with Rose Nyland. Let's start with this amazing talking through tears moment that Betty White does in Rose's Last Birthday, uh, which is of course from the Piece of Cake episode of Golden Girls. I've decided to sell the house and leave St. Olaf, Charlie. The winters are rough here in Minnesota, and this place is too filled with memories to let me get on with my life. I need to start over without you, Charlie. And I think this is the best way. I know it'll be tough in a strange town, all alone, but I've read some wonderful things about Miami. It won't be long before I meet nice people and, and make some new friends. I have a real good feeling about that. So, I just wanted you to know what I decided. I hope to be in Florida before the next winter comes. But I know that wherever I am, you'll be right there with me. I love you, Charlie. 
I miss you. It's my birthday. You know the rules. I get the rose. Oh, that scene, that scene. Well, let's brighten our spirits a little bit and let's take a look back at Blanche in her infamous moment of meeting Dr. Jonathan Newman in A Little Romance. Oh, Blanche, Blanche, this is Dr. Jonathan Newman. Get out of here. (laughs) But Dorothy, he's a little early. Yes, but we're delighted to see him. Hi, Jonathan. Hello, Rose. You're looking lovely this evening. Oh, wait a minute. Rose Nyland, you devil, you. I just figured out what's going on here. Blanche. (laughs) You were sore at me for inviting your friend without asking you, so you hired this guy to come over and teach me a lesson. Well, I hope to cover a lot more Golden Girls in 2021. I feel like there is uh, there's a Dorothy episode that I've been brewing in my head. And uh, so keep an eye out. Keep an ear peeled, so to speak. Uh, That brings us to our penultimate nuancy of 2020. And this is I have considered this. We've called this we, me, I uh, called this the mother spot because every year or at least the last two years, the winner or the the runner-up, the second-place nuancy has been a woman saying, I am your mother. Has, so it's a it's the mother spot. This uh, We're stretching the mother spot a little bit. This is another mother who is winning a nuancy this year in the, in, the, in the mother spot. But she does not actually have the line, I am your mother, but she has a lot of other similar lines. And that is, of course, there's that, of course, again, Nancy Kelly in The Bad Seed. Now, The Bad Seed was a huge movie for me in 2020. 2020. 2020. Ugh. The less we say about that, the better. Uh, but it was such a big movie for me this that year. I just queened the fuck out on it. I just, I, you know, Nancy Kelly's performance, the, the just the melodrama of, of her, of her. And uh, I love that it sort of works and it sort of doesn't. And that's really what that whole episode is about. So if you do want to hear me queen out about the, uh, Exquisite Agony of Christine Penmark, as played by Nancy Kelly, you should go listen to my episode, The Exquisite Agony of Christine Penmark, uh, also known as unofficially Nancy Kelly's Claws. And so, Nancy, congratulations in a Tony Award-winning and Oscar-nominated performance, chewing every bit of scenery that you could get your hands and teeth on. Here you are having your complete and total meltdown. I don't know why I'm talking directly to Nancy Kelly here. I assume she's, I know she's not listening. I know. But uh, here it is, folks. Here's Nancy Kelly in her amazing, exquisite agony in The Bad Seed. It's too late. Somebody call an ambulance. Lie still. Whatever can be done will be done. Oh, yes, Monica, but Nancy. I should have known that this was going to happen now. I should have known it. How could I be so blind? Thank God. No, you see, now the fire was the in the well, it really was. Well, there's nothing but this time do. I saw it, Monica. I saw this with my own eyes. 
Now make them stop screaming because it isn't going to help. Screaming, you're not going to make her stop the music, Ma. Because the man is still screaming and the piano is going on and on while he's dying in the fun. Screaming, a man screaming. Monica. I don't want to see anybody now. It's Emery, dear. It was a flare-up in the basement. Tasker and the rest are putting it out now. I'm afraid poor Leroy. Never mind. I saw him. I saw him run down the path and die because every any worse than that. Seems he fell asleep on a, a bed he made out of excelsior. I suppose a cigarette set fire to the please, stuff. Please, please leave me alone. Monica, Monica. Monica, I just simply got it there and now she is dropping me. I don't know. Look at you like a tinkle now. Rhoda, Did you know you could turn away? Did you know you could turn away? And you could say, yeah, what has she done? It isn't what she's done. It's what I've done. What does she mean, Monica? I don't know, Rhoda. She she better go upstairs yes. with me. She'll stay for your oh, yes. calm. Monica, Monica, would you, would you take her, please? But may you be all right? I'll be all right. I'll be all right. It's just that that screaming goes on, Emma. <laughs> we'll come down to you later. Come, Rhoda. <laughs> she killed him. But she's my little girl. And I love her. Oh, my baby. My baby. My baby. My baby. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a tour de force performance. I, I love, I'll be all right, I'll be all right. That's that's when the claws really come out. I love everything about that performance, obviously, because it's it's in the mother spot. It's in the number two spot, which means that we have arrived at the number one spot, my favorite nuance that I queened out on in 2020. And there's really, there's no competing, you know? Because when you've got Meryl in the race, you might as well just... You know, hang up your shoes because give me those shoes, you, because she's going to take the win. And that, of course, is Meryl Streep that we're talking about. And in particular, Meryl Streep crying against the dishwasher in the hours. In my episode, Meryl Streep crying against the dishwasher. I have loved this scene and this movie. I... for so long, for so much of my life. And this scene, this moment, this act, all these acting choices, it's one of my favorite Meryl moments. And uh, again, if you want to hear me really queen out about this scene and everything it means to me and talk about Lewis Waters and Jeff Daniels' incredible performance as well, go check out Meryl Cries Against the Dishwasher. But let's get right to the nuance itself, the winning nuance of 2020, Here is Meryl having her meltdown in the kitchen, starting with that great moment when she goes to turn on the sink and there's some air in the pipe and she, and she, she, oh shit. And it's an improvised moment. It wasn't supposed to happen. And it just, how, how, ah, Meryl, does anyone know how, Meryl Streep's great, right? Does anyone else like recognize that? Anyway, here she is, folks, Meryl Streep in the hours.
Clarissa? Um, oh, I don't know what's happening. I'm sorry. I seem to be in some strange sort of mood. <laughs> It's very rude of me. I seem to be unraveling. I shouldn't have come. No, it's not you. It's not you. It's more like having a presentiment. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, God, it's probably just nerves about the party. You know, bad hostess. Clarissa, what's happened? Oh, Jesus. What is it? Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> you want me to go? No, don't go. Don't, don't go. Explain to me why this is happening. Don't. Don't touch me. Jesus. It's better if you don't. It's just too much. I mean, if that's not the quote of 2020, it's just too much. It, Meryl sitting on the kitchen floor in tears, dismayed, giving up, hands out. It's just too much. I have never identified more, Meryl. I couldn't agree more. You're just too much. Well, we have one more announcement. We have one more award. You knew it was coming because I told you earlier. It's the Beatrice Strait Award for Excellence in Nuance. And here's the deal. I I had to move some nominations around. I had to essentially bump someone because I, I try not to give this award out to someone who's also getting a nuancey. You know, I don't know. It's these rules I have to follow. I don't know. You know. But uh, I figured that this, this performance, this actress deserved even more than a nuancey. Uh, she deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. And that is, of course... One more, of course, for good luck. Put it in your purse for the ride home. Nancy Kelly's co-star in The Bad Seed, the Tony and Oscar nominated for this performance, and Tony and Oscar winning actress Eileen Heckert, playing Mrs. Daigle in two incredible scenes in The Bad Seed, but really in, in anything I've seen her in. She, seeing her in the bad seat, it just, it was the same excitement that I felt with Zora Lampert or Barbara Harris or so many other actresses that I, you know, I see them in one thing and then I want to see them in everything. And Eileen Heckard is just so GD talented and so fascinating to watch. And I think if you haven't seen her in anything before, I mean, certainly you could see her Oscar winning performance, Butterflies Are Free, but you know. I happen to be a big fan of The Bad Seed, so I would say that's a great place to start as well. Uh, so here is to celebrate and to induct Eileen Heckert into the Hall of Fame of, of nuanced performers in my life, in my mind, in my catalog, and on in the details. Here is Eileen Heckert running through just an aria of emotions in her landmark performance really i don't know i, I can't think of a of, of a better a better description let's be real her landmark performance in the bad seed you know some miss Byrne dyes her hair she knows something that you won't tell me Oh, my poor little Claude, what is that? Turn, so 
Somebody took that metal off his shirt. It couldn't come off by accident because I pinned it on myself and it had a little lock that clasped in the back. It was no accident. You can wear such simple things, can't you? I never could wear simple things. I couldn't even buy them. When I got them home, they didn't look simple. He was such a lovely, dear little boy. He used to say, I was the sweetheart, and he was going to marry me when he grew up. Nice laugh, though. You'll forget about me long before then. You'll find a prettier girl, and you'll marry her, and you know what he said then? No, I won't. Because there's not a prettier girl in the whole world than you are. If you don't believe me, you ask the lady who comes in and cleans. She was present at the time. Why you put your arms around me? You don't give a hoot about me. You're a superior person, all that. I'm just... God forgive me. There were bruises on his hands. And that peculiar crescent-shaped mark on his forehead that the undertaker covered up. He must have bled before he died. That's what the doctor said. And where's the medal? Who took the medal? I have a right to know what happened to the baby Jim medal. If I knew, I'd have a pretty good idea what happened to him. I don't know why you took it on yourself with charge around me. I'm as good as you are. Claude was better than your girl. He won the medal. She didn't. Drunk. It's a pleasure to stay drunk when your little boy's been killed. Maybe I better lay down. Well, now that's ending an award show on a high note. Uh, but from a from a performance standpoint, from an admiring an actress standpoint, I would say that's a real high point. Uh, this whole episode was a high point for me. This was so much fun. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope this gave you either some nuances to go explore and discover or to rediscover and re-fall in love with. Um, and most importantly, what do you want to hear me queen out about in 2021? Oh, Cherishing Valerie? Oh, I got you. Yes, I've gotten some requests, which is like so flattering and so nice that you're like, yes, I want to hear this. Um I I hear you. It is it is the uh, the much delayed conclusion to Cherishing Valerie. I really have two more episodes that I need to do. So my next episode of Cherishing Valerie will be out very shortly, within the next week or two. My, I want to have Cherishing Valerie completed in January. So um, thank you for your patience. And the next episode of In the Details will be a new chapter of Cherishing Valerie. But what other nuances do you want to hear me queen out about? What what would you like to see be a potential nuancy nominee next year? The best way to let me know is to drop me an email at inthedetailspod at gmail.com. You could also get in touch with me on Twitter at Colin Drucker or Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. Uh, and, you know, if you don't have any recommendations, you just want to queen out or you just want to, you know, give your feedback or who you thought should have won this year, I'm down to hear that too. Getting emails or tweets or messages from you folks is, uh, uh, it's just the best. So anyway, uh, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of In the Details, for another episode of The Nuances, and we'll see you real soon, folks. 
you'll excuse me. Ah! That's what I said. I'm staying. I'm staying. 